Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So there are many games that we play. Many, many games. Um, one of them is, what if Trump said it? That, to me, is like one of my all-time favorite games. I love to play What If Trump Said It. Because What If Trump Said It is is very, very, uh, it's very uh, humbling for, for people. Because they know at that moment the levels to which they lie to themselves and they lie to others for their ideological wants. And, of course, I, I oppose this, this idea of lying. I, I oppose it with everything in me. We should never, ever, ever lie. We should be people opposed to lying. We should be people who say that's wrong regardless of who does it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I do not know the event that is taking place where Joe Biden speaks these words. I, I have no clue. Now, I should also note that there could be parts of this clip that I haven't heard. So Kylan, Kylan is running everything back at the home office today. Finger on the dump button. Why not? Why not, Kylan? I mean, it is President Biden, but you never know. You never know. This is the guy who told Barack Obama in the signing of Obamacare, hey, this is a big blanking deal. So it's possible that he could let one slip. So finger on the dump button. Kylan, are you ready? Gotcha. Ah, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Uh, This is now uh, America's favorite game. It is sweeping the nation, everybody. And the name of the game is What If Trump Said It? I didn't do it right. Hold on. Hold on. I can get it right. What (laughs) What If Trump Said It? So here's how we play. I play you a clip of Joe Biden saying something, and then you ask the question out loud, what if Trump said it? And then hilarity ensues. Kylan's got her finger on the dump button. Let's play our game. Here we go. You know, I know know real power when I see it, the divine nine. To have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. I want to thank him. For, and by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I-, I ask you now, what if Trump said it? Holy crap. I don't know what he's referring to. I have no idea what he's referring to here when he says this. I know where the... You think I'm joking. I learned a long time ago about the Divine Nine. 
That's why I spent so much time at Delaware State campaign and organizing my campaign in Delaware. But uh, now, by the way, um, the Divine Nine. Uh, we're talking about black. Is it just black sororities, or does it also include black fraternities? The National Panhellenic Council, consisting of nine historically black sororities and fraternities. So in front of this crowd of people, your president... You know, I know know real power when I see it. The Divine Nine. We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. I want to thank you. And by the way... You know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I would love it if my president actually acted like it. It'd be super, it'd be super duper. I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. That's, is, is it supposed to be self-deprecating? Is, is that what that's supposed to be? Does it make him seem like somebody who's connected? Is the laughter one of, oh, that's funny? Or is the laughter one of, uh, the president said something, so just go along with it? Or is it one of, aw, he's trying so hard. Somebody get him a pudding cup and put him to bed. I don't know what it is. I don't know which way I'm supposed to go with this. All I know is if Trump said it, it would be the end of civilization as we know it. People would flat out fall down and fall apart. Fall apart. I mean, Trump's been out of office for over two years And they're still blaming him for things like, uh, for, I don't know, a train derailment. And it is so typical, so typical, Mr. President, for people like Donald Trump to do the bidding of special interests, cause harm to the American people. That's what he did when he loosened railroad regulations. And then point the finger at someone else when something terrible happens. That's just what he did here. It just doesn't wash. The American people see right through it. You've had two and a half years. Or at least at least two years, you could have changed any train regulation you wanted to. I'm going to get more into the train and the whole where the materials are going and the cleanup because there's something it, it like non it's 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 not a scandal, but then there's a story that comes underneath it. Like was the governor of Indiana Eric Holcomb notified that things were going to come Indiana's way? I'll get to that. I promise. I I will get to that. But blaming Trump, saying but Trump is what people do. That's why we play the game. Can we at least acknowledge that Joe Biden is not okay? That commentary like that is not presidential? It doesn't make any sense. The whole thing is ridiculous. Can we at least notice that? It'd be great. That would be great and helpful. But it isn't the only story that I wanted to get to uh, today. 
it seems that Lori Lightfoot in this election in Chicago might end up on the losing end. And that, as we all know, is pretty fantastic. Yes! 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 Ah, like a dream come true. The idea of Lori Lightfoot losing her gig. Lori Lightfoot has been so desperate in this run for, for mayor. Yeah, it's, it's weird. The election for mayor's at the end of February is, is what is. That she got caught telling people, if you're not going to vote for me, don't vote at all. Any vote, any vote coming on the side side for somebody not named Lightfoot is a vote for Chewy Garcia or Paul Vallis. That's it. If you want, if you're not going to vote for me, which is basically what she said, stay home and don't vote. It was the people over at Fox um, who noted that when you take a look at some polling, uh, you see Paul Vallis, who was, was, he wasn't the superintendent of public instruction, but he was, he ran education in Chicago. He also did something like that in the Carolinas. He had like 33% of the vote, and um, then and then uh, there was somebody else, and then Lori Lightfoot, and then uh, Chewy Garcia, who's a member of member of Congress. After that, um, I'd be very happy to see Lori Lightfoot lose this race. I'd be overjoyed to see Lori Lightfoot lose this race. Lori Lightfoot being perfectly Lori Lightfoot saying, hey, if you're not going to vote for me, well, it's because uh, you're a racist. Can't make it up. You knew it was going to get said. Just like Trump would get attacked if he said something like Biden said. Just like Trump gets attacked when he hasn't been in office for two years. Lori, you just know some things are going to happen. Lori Lightfoot's commentary is, quote, I'm a black woman, and let's not forget, some folks frankly don't support us in leadership roles. So you're telling me that the people of Chicago are such bigots. <laughs> Hold on. Work with me on this. That uh that they're not going to vote for the black woman a second time. It can't be about you being a bad leader, having no skills. It has to be about the fact that they won't vote for a black woman the second time. Man, that's, that is something else. That is something special. But then again, it's exactly what you expect. 100% what you expect. Joe Biden can get away with saying anything. Trump will always be attacked. And when in doubt, the incumbent black female mayor will call you a racist for not allowing her to continue to be the incumbent black female mayor. I mean, that's just, that's just precious. That's a precious one, two, three right there. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Slow down, but homie, I'm still-
living my life and gonna do what you think is right Cause that's messing me out They telling me they know what's best But will I care when there's no one left They tell me this So I, I, I guess they're not leaving uh, Really any kind of ambiguity That is if I trust the hill Tony Katz Tony Katz today, of course, I was talking about um, student loan debt and how you have all these uh, progressives screaming and yelling that we have to forgive student loan debt and we owe it to students to forgive student loan debt. I think we owe it to students to teach them responsibility that they should pay their bills. But, you know, what can I say? I'm a normal person. The Hill reporting, Zach Schoenfeld reporting... Supreme Court's conservative cast doubt on student loan forgiveness program. So they make their arguments today. Now, they're not going to come to a decision today. That decision won't come uh, for months. And those decisions are based on, okay, we go back and let's take a look at this precedent and that precedent. And you guys go take a look at these things and see what you can find. Bring it back to me. What are we going to add to the decision, uh, et cetera? And that takes months. And then also there is some behind the scenes wrangling between members of of the court, justices, about trying to twist uh, arms and change minds, etc. It seems, though, uh, but what I should say before I get into it, one of the things that happens is, as people watch these deliberations, they get a sense of where the justices are. And then they report on that. And I, I agree, it's hard to always know. But when they start with the Supreme Court's conservative justices cast doubt on President Biden's student debt forgiveness plan, well, I mean, you're being very, very clear there. Justices appeared skeptical skeptical that Congress gave clear enough authorization for the Biden administration to forgive billions of dollars in student debt. Conservative Justice Amy Coney Barrett joined the court's three liberals in questioning whether a group of Republican-led states had legal standing to challenge Biden's plan. So, it's one thing to say that the president doesn't have authority to do it. It's another thing to say whether or not a state has standing to be able to bring the case to begin with, although I don't think it would matter if a state is Republican or Democratic in terms of who their governor is or what party has control of a legislature. I don't think that part matters or should matter to the court. Now, that's different than whether or not a state has standing, the ability to even say this has an effect on us. That seems uh, pretty rational uh, of a question to ask. I'm not having saying that I have the answer, that there's a rational answer, that, oh, of course not, or of course, yes. It's a worthy conversation. And as you may have heard, We are going to CPAC. Now, CPAC is the Conservative Political Action Conference, part of the American Conservative Union. And I have been, I think this is number 14 or 15 that I've been to. I should stop. At this stage of the game, I should be like, you know what? I've seen this. I'm done here. Thank you, Cleveland. Good night. But I always convince myself to go because I know that I'm going to learn something amazing and I know that I'm going to see something criminally insane. 
I'm fully aware that's going to happen. For this CPAC, it is going to be curious to see how President Trump, who is the keynote on Saturday night, addresses this crowd of what should be very ardent supporters. But are they going to be ardent supporters? Or if some of these people said, you know what? I'm in, I'm in the Ron DeSantis camp. Thank you, Cleveland. Good night. I don't know yet. And it's one of the things I'm going to go report on. So I'm going to D.C. tomorrow. Uh, my thanks to Relay Indiana. Relay Indiana, our sponsors, for our trip there to uh, CPAC. And uh, uh, they, they, they took care of us. We're going to take care of them. Uh, RelayIndiana.com. Um, so we're going to, we're going to go. One of the other things I'm looking for, is there any support for Nikki Haley? Now that question, which is so loaded, it, it, it's a little more broad based than that. Uh, is there support for anybody not named Trump or DeSantis? So you can replace Nikki Haley with Mike Pence. Now, Maybe the wrong place to ask a question about Mike Pence. Uh, Mike Pompeo, Ted Cruz, Tim Scott. Tim, you understand that Tim Scott is gearing up for a run. Tim Scott went to Iowa and did some warming up, and he went on with Shannon Bream to try and convince her, oh, I don't know if I'm running, but uh, look, if I was running... So you talk with an optimistic message. Um, we talked about how you are highlighting faith, not only in the religious sense, but that you want Americans to have faith in each other. I want to put up a recent Fox News yes. poll about how Americans feel uh, about things today. They say we are dysfunctional f- uh, family, 81% of them. Is it realistic to believe that you or any other politician can get us out of our corners and get people back to a place where there isn't so much division? There's no doubt, Shannon, that when you look at that poll, that's one of the reasons why I think it's really important for us to come forward and have an authentic, sincere conversation about the goodness of America. In today's society, the progressive left is trying to make America into a grievance culture when, in fact, we've always stood on the foundation of greatness. Our original sin should never define us because the story of redemption is what we've been living for more than 50 plus years. The great- the story of redemption is always a good one. I'm always reminded that Mike Tyson raped a woman, or at least was convicted of rape, and he got out of jail and they gave him a Broadway show. Mike Tyson gets a pass. He gets, okay, you did your time. Good. And America does love a redemptive story. Of this, there's no doubt. Curious to hear what people are going to say about Tim Scott. I have a lot of curiosities about this CPAC, so I convinced myself to go. My plane ticket awaits. There's a bourbon waiting for me. There are enough cigars to choke a horse. No horses were choked in relation to this commentary. And we're going to CPAC, presented by Relay Indiana, and we will be broadcasting live from there Thursday and Friday. I will bring it all to you. And hopefully have some answers when I'm done. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. There is in America 
the PDGA, the Professional Disc Golf Association. And because there is a professional disc golf association, that's how I know I live in the greatest country on planet Earth. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, how do I, how do I like own a team? Can you own a team? Can you own a disc golf team? Everybody owns everything, right? I'm supposed to leave it all to, to, to Shaq and The Rock and they get to own the things. I don't get to own anything? Nah, it's crazy. I'll start with disc golf and work my way up. Challenge accepted. How do I get this done? So there, there is. There's this association of uh, disc golf. So basically it's golf with a Frisbee. And, I mean, some of the shots are amazing. You can sometimes catch the videos there on uh, on a Facebook feed or whatever it is. It, it's super nuts. Here's the story. Because nothing is outside the realm of wokeness. And nothing stops people from saying, ooh, I know a way that I can uh, make myself a, a star. I'm a man. I'll make the claim that I'm a woman. And then I'll go about competing against women in disc golf. Now, do I really have to explain what it is? It's Frisbee golf. I'm not trying to be rude when I say it. I'm saying I want to own a team. I'm saying that that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a Frisbee. It's golf. And it's very cool. Well, there is a a man by the name of Natalie Ryan who is now suing the uh, Professional Disc Golf Association. Natalie Ryan is claiming that the Professional Disc Golf Association is... um, prohibiting transgender women from competing and violating uh, civil rights and California laws against discrimination. Well, the PDGA started noticing that there were men claiming to be women wanting to compete against women. So what they did is they said, you know what? We're going to change the rules. We're going to change the system to deal with this. And they put out a statement on February 1st, the PDGA policy on eligibility for gender-based divisions. The PDGA, Professional Disc Golf Association, is committed to providing competitive disc golf opportunities for all players by providing divisions based on skill, age, and gender. The definitions of skill and age-based categories are detailed, uh, and they've got the, the link. The policy builds upon those definitions by providing clarification regarding eligibility for competition in gender-based divisions. The gender-based divisions in the PDGA begin with the letter F, female. Divisions which are not gender-based begin with the letter M, mixed. For simplicity, all PDGA members are listed in the database under one of two statuses. Either male, players who are only eligible to play in mixed divisions. Female, players who are eligible to play in both mixed and gender-based divisions. So what they did was say, you know what? The male division can have everybody. Men, women, people who are transgender. The female division is only for people. Only for people who are born female, which is to say women. 
All players who meet the criteria below at birth may participate in gender-based divisions with no further demonstration of eligibility. Chromosomally female, intersex and assigned female gender, which is a pretty rare thing, uh, chromosomally male and having androgen insensitivity syndrome or a series of other things. They're making the statement, as I understand it, that our way around this is, if you're transgender, you play with the men. And now they're suing because they don't want to play with the men. Because they make the claim that they're women, but they're not women. And they don't have the body types of women. They are stronger. It makes an unfair level of competition, just like it does in swimming and a host of other things. Because men, in the main, are stronger than women. And I know that there are some activists who find this concept very upsetting, downright frightening, and wonder how dare you say such a thing, how rude and how wrong and how evil it is to say that men are stronger than women. That's right. They consider the truth to be rude. They consider the truth to be dastardly. They do. Honesty is the enemy. This was a trans activist speaking at a, at a, a council meeting. Testify in opposition of SB 180. SB 180 talks about how there's differences in biological sexes between men and women and how men are stronger and taller. I find that incredibly offensive. I find that like, sorry. Um, And I don't mind that she's, you know, nervous. You're speaking in front of a crowd. You got a lot of emotions. That, That happens. I mind that you're offended by a reality. Men, in the main, are taller and stronger than women. Not all. I know women who are taller than me. Uh, By the way, I like taller women. The fact that I did not marry a taller woman, notwithstanding, I like taller women. And taller women um, uh, sometimes uh, feel self-conscious about that and they try and shorten themselves. Oh, no, no, no. Wear heels. Wear heels Stand tall, and any guy who isn't willing to talk to you, that's not a guy worthy of you. Now, men, grow some confidence, figure it out, to quote Letter Kenny, and say hello to the tall girl. You'll be glad you did. That's just a little bit of, just, you know, a little bit of, like, love advice from, from me to you. There it is right there. I'm making love connections everywhere I go. If you're offended by reality, this is not my problem. Don't actually care. I don't. That's your issue. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want to hear about your problems or your pain. Your issues are yours, crazy person. Men, in the main, are taller than women and stronger than women. That's the way it is. Leave me alone. Also, men are not women. That's a big one. It seems that the Disc Golf Association 
is being a little bit cute. I would rather they just said, yeah, we don't allow this thing. They instead went a different direction. At least that's my reading of the information. And said, oh, you're transgender? Okay. You compete against men. You don't compete against women. That's what you do. And people are suing. People are suing this is wrong and this is offensive. The lawsuit from this Natalie Ryan, who is a man, it's arbitrary and capricious and in violation of plaintiff's right to be free from discrimination based on her gender. But she's not she, now is he? And people think that that is rude when I say that. Um, rude is asking me to lie. I can't say it enough. Rude is asking me to lie. I won't do it. I will not lie for anyone. I will not lie. The days where I lied, I lied to myself, I lied to others. Those were the miserable days. I'm not going back. The policy, quote, has denied the plaintiff and other transgender women who in the eyes of California law are women full and equal access to the accommodations, advantages, facilities, privileges, and or services of the defendant's organization. So if I was uh, the Professional Disc Golf Association, I would say, okay, we don't, uh, we don't uh, have competitions in California anymore. Bye. It's another way to go about it. But really, what are you being denied? You, this is the category we put you in. Why can't we put you in this category? Well, what's the matter, Tony? You're going to have categories based on race next? Whoa, that's going to be your jump. Enjoy that. As a matter of fact, I want to see you make that jump. As a matter of fact, I'm desperate to see you make that jump. I want to have bourbon in one hand and popcorn in the other, a real super fancy lawn chair, and I want to watch you make that argument in front of black Americans. That you, as a man, claiming to be a woman, not being able to compete against women, is the same thing as segregation. Oh, please, God, let me be in the room when that happens. Lord, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm about to have a very, very, very emotional moment here. Is that, is that a good vibe? Okay, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, Lord. It's me, Tony. No, that, that's, that's, oh God, it's me, Margaret. That's completely, completely different and a different subject altogether. Listen, Lord, I need a favor from you. Oh, this one's a doozy. And, and, oh, this one's a whopper. I'm not talking about anything materialistic. Oh, no, no. It's just that when the transgender quote unquote community decides to tell the black community that a man claiming to be a woman not being allowed to play in a woman's sport is the same thing as segregation. Can I please be there? And, and, and with bourbon. Okay, maybe a rye. You know I love rye. I actually like rye more than bourbon. Don't get angry with me, Lord. I'm asking for your help, please. Let me be there. Let me be front row. And some popcorn. Kettle corn, preferably. All right, I'll take whatever you give me. But Lord, I just beg of you, let me be in the room when the transgender quote-unquote community states out loud that what they're dealing with by being men who claim to be women and want to push women out of women's sports, that it's the same thing as segregation when they're told no. Oh, please, on this day, say yes to me, Lord. Say yes. I want to be there so bad. 
I want to be there so, so bad when that argument gets made just to see the look on the faces of black people who go, seriously? And then, and then just, just bring me the rest. Just bring me the rest. Cannot, cannot wait. Um, it's a very interesting take from this disc golf uh, association. I wonder if it should be the take of others or is it a, a conversation of, as I brought up earlier, too cute by half. And what really has to happen here is a conversation of, uh, nope, we just don't have the space for you. Thank you very much. Uh, you're a man. You compete with men. That's all there is to it. Don't want to hear the rest. We'll take the lawsuits. We're prepared to fight. We're prepared to fight for our members. We're prepared to fight for actual competition. We are prepared. Which is kind of what I'd prefer as the fighter. Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that that's what's going to come. I understand this and I accept this. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Elon Musk makes news. Again, this is a recording. Wherever he goes, he's making news. He opens his mouth, he's making news. There's a tweet, he's making news. It's obsessive at this level of the game. I mean, the the obsession is very reminiscent to me of the obsession of Donald Trump when he was on Twitter. And maybe one day he'll be back uh, from from Twitter. Uh, That indeed... Anything the man says is just, all right, let's figure out how to light him up. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. And, and and I'm not saying that there aren't people who get lit up and should be. You're not hearing me say that Scott Adams is right. I'm still not sure what the hell Scott Adams' point was. White people should get away from black people. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing in the world. I don't I don't understand. I, I even heard some of it. I haven't been able to hear the whole thing yet. I've heard some of it. I'm like, I don't I, I don't even understand the context. And someone said, is there a context in which this is right? I'm like, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not condoning any of it. I don't understand why Scott Adams, the guy who created the Dilbert cartoon, engaged any of this conversation. I didn't understand it. Elon Musk is in the news for a discussion on this about the nation's education system. So you had these newspapers after Scott Adams, the creator of the Dilbert cartoon, made this uh, statement, which I guess had some basis regarding a uh, some polling or survey uh, that w- w- was done. And Elon Musk was responding to a social media post, I guess regarding that survey, uh, where Adams was called racist but it was okay for people who said it's not okay to be white and they get a free pass. Oh, there was this whole thing, you know, uh, where um, black Americans don't believe it's okay to be white. I I didn't pay any attention to it because I'm not interested in this insanity. This has nothing to do with black and white. This has to do with liberal ideology. This doesn't have anything to do with skin color. It just doesn't, kids. Well, wait. For the vast majority of people, it just doesn't. And Elon Musk said, same thing happened with elite colleges and high schools in America. Maybe they can try not being racist. Now, there is absolutely no doubt, no doubt 
that the university system is absolutely bigoted against people who are white and people who are Asian. We see this time and again and again and again. The desire for, well, we have to have the right mix of people means Harvard and other Ivy Leagues said, oh, Asian students, we've got enough of your kind. And certainly they've said that uh, about uh, white students as well. That's clear as day. As a matter of fact, I would look really askew at anybody who didn't recognize this reality as it just lays out. There's nothing new under the sun about that subject. That's just fact. But if we're going to discuss the real group of people that engage the bigotry in the university system, it's men. Higher education as a whole, you think they're trying to attract men? You think they care if men show up uh, to their school, you think they care if men graduate? Let's see those numbers. Let's see the numbers of male graduation rates versus female graduation rates. And then we can take a look at race, etc. The colleges are where you create these conversations of toxic masculinity and all the rest. It's very clear that there's a hatred of men. It's no wonder that there's a bigotry against men. I know people freak out when I talk about this, but I mean, we should. We should. I believe in higher education. The question is, why doesn't higher education believe in people? Men specifically. That's the question. But Elon Musk will make news no matter which way the winds blow. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.